I like her and she likes me, but how do I know if she's the one for me? Today we discuss this biblical concept of dating to the glory of God. Welcome to a new season of Consider It, where we consider questions regarding life, theology, and the church. Consider it as a ministry of Redemption Bible Church in New Braunfels, Texas. Do you have questions regarding life, theology, and the church? If so, text the word redemption and your question to 830-299-7505 and we will consider your question. To learn more about redemption, you can visit redemption.bible. I'm Michael Hawkins. And I'm Blair Cushman. Let's consider it. Welcome back to another Considerate, where we get to talk about dating. Dating, let's do it. What's the question The question this morning, I'm new to dating as a Christian, but there isn't much written about it. I've heard about courting, but that seems old-fashioned. How do I get to know a girl to know if I want to marry her? Mm. That's good. That's That's the question, right? Like... How do I know if she's the one for me? That's right. That's just a good one here. I like uh, the the question is is interesting. You know, like, okay, new to being a Christian, new to dating and all that, and uh, and a desire to want to honor God in this. And so, yep. what a what a commendable place to be in, because you know, as you just look at this concept of dating, there is like there is a lot out there. Maybe not a ton written about it in a biblical way. Yeah. Certainly, as we'll see as we go, uh, and not much explicitly written about it in the scriptures. Um, but then a lot, you know, what is out there and what is written, or you know, whether at length or just in articles and things, is kind of on the the two opposite ends of the spectrum. Mm. Yeah. You know? Yep. And uh, and so just commend you know it's the person in this place who uh, sees even dating as an opportunity to faithfully obey the Lord and to walk in his ways. Yeah. It's interesting because there's not a lot written out there from a biblical standpoint, but yet like when we think culturally, yeah, like dating is at the center of so much. Yeah. You yeah. know, and just you know, all the the dating sites and everything's about going out and, you know, finding you know, somebody to, you know, to fulfill me in, in some way and, you know, just right. shows and culture and everything it just seems to kind of linger around. Yeah. This. On, on dating and especially yeah. what's, and, and this is what's an interesting cultural uh, dynamic in our day is it's not, this isn't just a concept like on college campuses or yeah. around young professionals, you know, with the increasing amount of divorces, uh, you have people in their midlife uh, that are on dating websites or, you know, or maybe just never got married as a young person. And now they find themselves in that, you know, the middle age range and looking to date or widows and widowers now yeah. uh, that uh, uh, find themselves in their later years in life and still wanting to be in a meaningful relationship, uh, pursuing marriage. And where do I find a spouse and how do I know if this is the right person for me, whether, you know, a, a husband or a wife? And and uh, and so how do we do this to the glory of God, right? That's Especially right. as a Christian wanting to, you know, to, to be wise and discerning and understanding and upholding the biblical 
uh, uh, importance of marriage. Yeah. Right. Because I think even as we get back to answering this question, that is like, well, what's the end goal of it? You know, right. how do I know if this person, how do I know this is the one? It's, it's uh, really, we have to just stop, get back, like, or take a step back rather and consider then, well, what's the end goal? The end goal is marriage. That's right. You know, if that's, that's, that's why we date, not necessarily just to have our personal needs fulfilled yeah. or to, you know, to feel good about ourselves, for, you know, as this like status symbol of, oh, I have this really beautiful girlfriend or this, you know, really yeah. strong and handsome boyfriend or whatever it might be. The, the, the end goal is finding a, 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 a mate, finding a husband or a wife, somebody to commit life to and to be in that, you know, monogamous, uh, committed God-honoring relationship. Yeah, and I think that's a distinction in just recognizing here, saying, you know, I'm I'm new to being a Christian, yeah. and recognizing that distinction because a lot of what the dating world says now is, you know, it's just dating. There's there's not that um, expectation of marriage per se. That's not why people are are coming together anymore. It's right. you know, and and not to use that universally because there, there are those that are, that are doing it well, but you know, so much is for the fulfillment of the here and now, you know, we live in this hyper-sexualized culture where, you know, it's like, well, this girl's pretty or this guy's handsome. And so now we're going to sleep together a few times. The next thing you know, like, yeah, we're, we're kind of dating, but is it exclusive or is it not? Like, it's just so convoluted. Right. Um, I think it's really important to step back and say, okay. Yeah how has this gotten so messed up and how do we understand right. it? Cause that's really what's at the, the, at the essence of dating now is finding sexual fulfillment yeah. in the overly sexualized culture in which we live now. Fulfillment, meaning the core of humanity and, and this, maybe some are unaware of it, but just kind of at the fundamental ethic of our world in which we live now, what it means to be a human is to be sexually fulfilled. Mm-hmm. There's some really great works that uh, guys like Carl Truman have uh, written about in recent days, The Rise and Triumph of the Modern Self, and uh, his, you know, his kind of a condensed work, Strange New World. But that's really, that's the prevailing ethic in our day now. It, our, our happiness, our fulfillment, what it means to be human is to be sexually fulfilled. Yeah. And so in a non-Christian environment, the world around us, culturally speaking, that's what dating is about. Yeah finding your uh, sexual fulfillment when you're not then all right move on to the next person you know whoever that might be and anything goes as long as you feel happy and fulfilled and you know in the moment and in an ongoing way yeah and in light of that too there's also just the modern conveniences of moving in together and right. sharing expenses and kind of this pretend marriage right. type right. mentality that comes right. with that as well that's that's devoid of the commitment that the Bible would describe. Yeah. And so that's what we've just described as kind of the cultural, you know, uh, kind of the, the scene in which, you know, is out there. That's on one extreme, right? Mm-hmm. Just kind of date whoever without any commitment, just kind of do whatever you want and try to find somebody that will make you happy. Yep. And, you know, where are all the fingers pointing in, in that <laughs> scenario? It's at us, right? It's Back the individual. Us, yeah. It's me and my happiness, regardless of what I'm doing to the other person. And I think even, you know, the non-Christian, hopefully just the thinking person can take a step back and realize just how selfish and how destructive that is. You know, 
when your life only exists for you, you'll never find happiness <laughs> there, you know, um, and and you will use and abuse a lot of people in the meantime. That's right. And because that's the, you know, kind of the prevailing cultural dynamic out here, some in, in the Christian circles have been overly reactionary to this kind of complete opposite, and especially when it comes to dating, you know, and what it, so many, you know, coined kind of as the purity culture that existed and maybe has kind of gone away from but still exists in many, you know, kind of church cultures and things like that of I kiss dating goodbye, you know, a... Uh, uh, a, a very separate, you know, kind of uh, a relational existence, and so there's just like uh, so many boundaries and and uh, no nos that you can't even like that that really are just preventative to getting to know uh, another person, mm-hmm. and uh, and it just kind of sets up well like well you're cute our families know each other hey let's get married and see if this Figure is going to work yeah, yeah. and. Uh, high emphasis on the commitment and no emphasis on the relational dynamic and compatibility and all of those things, uh, which has led to itself a lot of abuse and, and, uh, and, and really, uh, uh, hard marriages where people are in this committed union without there being any sort of relationship or love or service or things like that it's just hey we're here we share expenses we share a home we share a bed uh we have all these kids but that exists you know it's functionally there and is that you know a marriage and that pathway you know to getting there through dating i don't know is also dating to the glory of god right um kind of misses the point and so the question like well how then do we get there you know if we're trying to avoid those two extremes like how do we come back off the edges and go vertical then in moving from this dynamic from you know singleness to marriage yeah because like we said you won't find the word like dating in the bible you find single people and you find instructions, you know, and like First Corinthians 7 to singles and marrieds. You find instructions on how to be married in Colossians 3, uh, Ephesians 5, 1 Peter 3. You find, you know, uh, explicit instructions for how to be married and all that and, and uh, in in the Bible, but not explicit instructions for how do you cross over the That's line. That's right. You know? Adam, Adam and Eve had it easy, right? Right. It's like, <laughs> hey. You don't have a choice in who you're going to get to marry. You just have a choice in your attitude. Right? That's right. Like, yeah. right? <laughs> you're going to love in church. Mm-hmm. And so it's not an arranged marriage like that, thankfully, you know, especially in our culture. There may be, you know, s- some cultures around the world where arranged marriages are still a thing. Yeah. Um, and so how do we then desiring to, you know, be, you know, faithful, obedient Christians to the things of God? How do we move then from that singleness to marriage in a way that honors the Lord Without okay, so there's no explicit instructions. Well, are there biblical examples? Yeah, you know, that's another thing. Like we look, and I think when we uh, survey the scriptures, we we see, uh, you know, a variety of cultural examples. That's you know, right. we could take the Genesis uh, uh, route there and Abraham with his sons and send your servants to the well and find the first woman that walks up and and uh, <laughs> you know and talks to you and uh, you know go and. Talk to her dad and and uh, take her hand in marriage and find you know somebody, but not from those people, but just from this one family. So yeah. we could take the well approach like that and 
time married Elizabeth, she was the only one that actually would talk to me. That's so right. you went down to the local well, <laughs> the watering hole, and that's right. She, I mean, you know what? The Lord worked, you know, worked then. He worked, that's right. you know, in uh, our life. You know, you find some other examples through the kings, and they were, you know, political alliances like that. Yeah. Not necessarily a great, great example in finding a wife. Uh, in in that way and you know just on and on we go the point trying to make we don't have to be exhaustive in the survey but but even there there's not a lot of help more cultural examples in there and you know not necessarily like a pattern to follow in that way right and so i think that where we have to do then is come back to well are there biblical principles for growing in depth in relationship with somebody else just in general that can right. then be applied to this, you know, if, okay, here's marriage, here's, you know, here's, here's what we know about marriage, a man and a woman coming together in a committed union under the Lord for the purpose of one another's holiness, right? Like, that's what marriage is about, marriage being one of God's primary means for our growth in the Lord, that's right. for our holiness, and he puts a woman in a man's life and a man in a woman's life to be one of his means for growing both personally and collectively into more into the image of Christ. Man and woman, both in the image of God, coming together, complementing each other in the image of God with different roles, different giftedness, and uh, and growing together in holiness more so than in our happiness. Now, that's not to say marriage isn't happy and all that, but the primary goal is, you know, Christ's likeness. And so, if that's the goal, then we ask, well, how do we get there? You know, like, well, how do I know if this is the person that I want to, that God has, you know, uh, set for me as a, you know, in my case as a man, a helpmate suitable for me and growing in that way and a woman and finding a husband. And so that's, you know, like, well, how do we, how do we do that? How do I know if she's going to be a good wife and a good mom and, you know, somebody along the way? And, and so this is, you know, I think if we were to just kind of like, uh, distilled down the Bible's teaching then on this season, well, we could say, well, dating then is a season really for, for three things, our development. Hmm. You know, not just another way of saying, like I've just been saying, our, our growth. Yep. And so if we come into a relationship or we come in understanding, hey, this is uh, something that God is going to use to develop me, as a as a Christian, then this is good, and I have this other person's you know best interest and their growth and their development in mind. Um, then uh, that's what dating is all about. Not a not necessarily I'm coming in to see you know if this person fits me or is going to serve me or whatever. But we have this mentality that I'm coming into into this relationship for my uh, development, my maturity as a follower of Jesus as a lover of the Lord and of other people, like this is one of God's means for that. And when we have that, then even if it, you know, if if we come to the conclusion, like, no, this is not the person that I can marry, at least we know, man, we have grown together. Uh, I, I, have, I have left this person uh, more mature in the Lord than when we first met. Yeah. And that doesn't mean it won't be hard. It doesn't mean it won't be sad, you know, if I uh, have to break up or whatever like that. But that's that's the mentality, like I'm coming in uh, for a develop. The second thing, I think, as we look at Scripture, dating is a season for discovery. Mm-hmm. Who is this other person? You know, as you're spending time together, uh, it's it's a season to like to get to know that 
that other person? What, you know, excites them? What grieves them? Where do they struggle? Um, it's, it's, a, it's a season of really discovering, um, you know, how they, uh, how they process, how they, how they walk through, you know, hard things, how they make decisions. And so that's what it's, and, and that discovery should be really, really fun of like, okay, um, that's why you go on dates. That's why you spend time, uh, you know, with other people and in various contexts and with their, with their family to discover who this other person is, you know, in the various, you know, seasons and things of, of life, right? Um, how do they mourn? How do they... Um, how do they make decisions? How do they spend their money? How do they, you know, interact with their parents? How do they interact with other people? Yeah. yeah. Um, but it is a season of discovery. Yeah. Who is this person? Is this a person that I want to marry? Um, and, and that's just like, uh, that, that just comes naturally also with relationships, right? right? Like even in just in biblical friendship, it's like, that's how you grow is like understanding who, who this other person is yeah. and, uh, growing just in relationship. That's what, that's what relationships are about in general. You just have a specific aim with this person of the opposite sex that you're trying to, <laughs> you know, uh, discover who they are. But then the third, uh, third, uh, purpose for dating in this way is it's a season of disclosure as well. Because not, you know, not to just go overboard to think, well, I'm on a fact-finding mission. I'm going to learn everything I can about this other person. And, you know, you're doing all this, like, undercover investigation. <laughs> and things <laughs> of that. You know, you're keeping this journal and this sure. notebook of, like, all background right, pros checks. and cons. Yeah, I'm background checks. No, 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 no. I mean, you are discovering. But it is also a season of disclosure, you know, where we are also, uh, you know, I be careful of saying this, but we are without, uh, you know, where we are naked and unashamed, you know, in that, uh, that sense of just, and not literally because sex is for marriage and all those things, yeah. but where we can, uh, without shame, show this other person who I am as well, yeah. where that self-disclosure, uh, is I'm not hiding anything back. I'm not like, oh, well, I know I struggle with this, but I'm not going to tell them, uh, at this point, because if I do, then they're not going to marry me, mm-hmm. you know, or whatever. Yeah. Um, and uh, in a season of dating, it the tendency can be to give the best version of ourselves. That's right. And uh, and equally so that you know when we're just like super Twitter pated or like you know our palms are all sweaty and like we just <laughs> love, we can have rose colored glasses about the other person as yeah. well. You know, and so you we talk with different people or in the, uh, engagement or whatever, and like we've never fought before, and it's like. That has to change. That's you right. <laughs> um, you don't really know each other yet if you have not had a disagreement, yeah. if there's not been any sort of conflict and things, because uh, that's pretty important, and you can't escape that in, in life. That's just a part of two people being in development. That's right. And uh, and so how does that come out? Well, that means that I need to self-disclose. I need to, you know, to say what I'm thinking. I need to be sharing. Here's where I struggle. Here's, uh, you know, here's, like, this is who I am without shame without fear and if those things are deal breakers then you know okay fine then you, then you know it you know if there's something well one thing if, if there's like something in your life that you're hiding if anybody knew this then they would you know then they wouldn't want to marry me or they wouldn't want to well that right there should be like an indicator light from the holy spirit in your conscience to say well i need to get this out then 
you know, for my own growth, for my own thing, I need to get, uh, you know, I need to bring this to my small group. I need to get in freedom group. I need to, you know, do some biblical counseling or whatever it is, because like there shouldn't be those things that we're just kind of hiding in our life. But as Christians seeking to live to the glory of God, that's where we are humble, contrite, you know, where we, where we can live without fear, uh, uh, in, uh, fear of our past, uh, and, uh, and just bringing our struggles and our fight against sin or, you know, how we've wrestled through something that maybe has happened to us or whatever it might be in our past where we are disclosing those things. Yeah. And so that's not exhaustive by any means, but just to kind of like recap there, like, all right, how do I know if this is the one? Well, first, like, well, here's what dating is about. Yeah. Right. Like that. But the question then comes, uh, cause you may, you may be saying, okay, I get that. That's what it's about. But what am I even asking? <laughs> like, yeah. The questions. How do like, I do that? How do I do that? Okay, Blair. Like I understand, but what am I looking for? Yeah. You know, other than is she gonna make a good spouse? Okay, this is a person I can have fun with. This is a person that you know I can I can ha- have conflict with, disagree with, or whatever. Yeah. But what am I asking? Yeah. And so two things come to mind as you're talking. One is an article that I actually. Um, Came upon this morning, the Biblical Counseling Coalition yeah. sent it great out. Great resource, by yeah, the way. great resource. Um, Garrett Higby, who is actually part of the GCC, mm-hmm. um, has written this article, and so I'm going to touch on that in a second. But one of the other things that came to mind is just Galatians five, mm. and thinking about the deeds of the flesh versus the the fruit of the spirit, and do our relationships, you know, as we're dating and, and courting and getting to know people which one of those is, is the relationship promoting? Mm, yeah. You know, as we think, you know, sexual immorality and envy and strife and all the things, you know, the deeds of the flesh, is that what's being yeah. provoked and, and promoted in the, the relationship? Or are we learning to, to grow in gentleness and faithfulness and you know, right. kindness? And I think just in general, that's a, a great litmus test just to say, hey. 100%. Like, what's going on here? Am I growing in the Lord or am I actually growing away from the Lord in this? Right. Um, yeah, that's a, that's a great uh, uh, idea there. And even in dating is to do a self-assessment, like go read through the, the Galatians 5, fruit of the spirit and the deeds of the flesh and to do a self-assessment. What is, I look at our relationship, which is more true, Yeah. but then also bring the people that are closest to you around your small group, your family and say, Hey, as you observe our relationship in our dating, you know, and as we spend time and interact together, which do you, would you say a list describes our relationship and us personally in this relationship more so? Is it these deeds of the flesh or is it the fruits of the spirit? And, and listen and hear, you know, and, and ask that question of somebody who's, you know, who's going to tell you straight. Yeah. Not who has an agenda, you know, because they're trying to break you up or who just have rose colored glasses about you. And like, oh, yeah, it's, you guys are so cute together. You make great <laughs> pictures on Insta. Yeah, like not, <laughs> not, not, not that. But the, but those mentors, those people, the brothers or sisters uh, that you can trust who have your best in mind, who want you to develop, who want, you know, to grow, who will say, yep, these are, these things are more true. Or I see this over here and maybe here's an area. And uh, and then to wrestle through that together and yeah. and uh, take strides together, but but that's 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 great great counsel yeah. uh, there, Michael. Yeah, and so in light of that, what uh, are some questions we can ask? That's what the article is about, right? Yeah, and so the well the the article is really it's seven C's of becoming 
and finding a godly spouse. Mm, okay. And so I really appreciate this because there's two sides right. of the coin here. One is evaluating your own life, making sure that you're prepared and ready yeah. to to be in a relationship. Right. And then also what to look for in somebody um, to come together and to yeah. to move toward right. you know, a marriage relationship. Because right. both of those things are so important. And even though the question we're talking about it is from the vantage point of somebody who's in a relationship right now and trying to discover, like, okay, I'm already dating, but is, is this going to end there? You know, this doesn't, you know, we're, that's the kind of the point we're speaking from. Although this, all these things apply to the person who's currently single and looking for that person to date. That's right. You know, and to, to, to try to go like, and that's what I want you to answer these questions, but let me just touch on one thing or real quick is that sometimes that can be also like preventative for even like going on dates. Hmm. You know, it's just like, well, I have to have all these things answered before I can even like go spend a date. And the reality is, no, like if you have your community in it and people are, are, you know, are walking with you through all these things, it's okay, you know, to just go on a date with somebody, go out to dinner, you know, don't put yourself in a foolish or unsafe or unwise position, you know, be smart about it. Sure, go on with a, you know, in a group setting or whatever. But if you're going to go down, you know, uh, to have some dinner and, and, uh, you know, walk around the park or something like that, again, make sure you're safe, you know, get to know the person. Don't just like necessarily get set up blind and not know where you're going and all those things. You know, don't, don't put yourself in an unsafe spot or an unwise spot, but go with these things in mind and it's okay. And if after that one day you're like, yep, nope, it is all right. That's right. You know, um, you don't have to become a serial dater and just like work your way through, but it is okay if multiple of those things happen to find the right person. And I think a lot of times we're wanting to kind of keep things into the dark, you know, and, and not allow others to, to come into that. But in these moments, if we actually bring our community into and say, Hey, I'm, I'm actually going on a a date with this person. Like I need y'all's prayers to, you know, and, helping our community to be actively involved is so important. Right. Right. And uh, so that's maybe a whole nother uh, uh, podcast (laughs) that we can get into, but, uh, but let's say back to the vantage point, back where we're at, somebody is dating. They want to know, like they're already, you know, in a relationship with, you know, at least a measure of commitment headed towards marriage. What are the, what are some questions? What are some things I can ask? Yeah. So I think, you know, number one, um, a clear Christian witness. Yeah. So do I have a clear Christian witness? And does this, the, this person that I'm courting or dating or looking to date um, have that? Again, you may not know that very well, but are they living right? Um, living out their, their faith? Right. Yeah. I mean, that should just, even from the outset, if somebody is genuinely a Christian, like that should be at least obvious, you know, yeah. where you don't have to go digging through their social media or like pry it out of them. You know, yeah. if somebody is genuinely following the Lord and has a Christian witness, you know, where they are a godly man or a godly woman, that should, the, the indicators should be out there in the way that they talk, in the way, things that they post and yeah. all that. So where you meet them, right. Yeah. And where you meet them and how they treat you and the yeah. questions that they ask, you know, do you, and do they have a clear Christian witness that are they a godly man or a godly woman because a lot of people can you know can kind of feign that oh yeah 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 of course i'm a christian but yeah. not in church not you know they're yeah. not 
you know, uh, familiar with their Bible, you know, all those things, and that, uh, you know, the world's full of a lot of nice Christian boys and girls, but lacks godly men and godly women. That's right. And so, clear Christian wisdom. So I like that. So you're asking that. That's a great place to start, you know, and not to be assumed. Yeah. Number two, a growing godly character. Is this person growing in their faith? Are they pursuing the Lord? You know, a lot of times we think of that kind of triangle mentality of as we're both running toward God, we grow closer and closer to one another. And so am I growing in my Christian character and is this other person pursuing the same thing? Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Cause that's, that's what, you know, even that development piece that you're talking about and not, not that they're just like, you know, all seasons of growth aren't equal. Sometimes we're growing tremendously. Other times we're just, you know, grown slowly. That's fine. But where it's not like, you know, they're Christian thing. Oh yeah. Well I got saved, you know, when I was in junior high, you know, and their Christian testimony and their witness and their growth was, you know, 20 years ago. But, like right now, actively seeking to grow in their in their walk with with the Lord and their character. That's that's good. Yeah. Number three, a heart open to godly counsel. Are they humble? Are they teachable? Um, am I humble? Am I teachable? Yeah. Um, as we talk about living in community, are we inviting people to speak into us? Are we actually, you know, heeding warnings? Are we are we taking advice from those who have walked through this in the past and um, are we both willing to, to listen and, and grow? Right. Yeah. Good question. And that is like, who, who influences you? You yeah. know, like as you look at their life, do they have people older than them speaking into their life? You know, uh, and, and a multitude of people, or is it like, well, I guess, I guess my mom is that person, which is, praise God for godly moms and all that stuff. I'm not saying that that's necessarily a bad thing, but if that's like the, only thing or do they have other godly men godly women pouring into them do they have a community around them or you know i had some college friends once that you know that that uh, held me accountable and things well that's again praise god for that it's not not necessarily wrong but it was that the only time in your life you know yeah yeah there's a uh so one of my son's baseball coaches he always says show me your friends and i'll tell you your future Mm. and just the weight of who we're around and who's influencing us. And, you know, Paul Tripp talks about this a lot, that we're influencers. We're constantly receiving and giving influence. Yeah. And, uh, and so it matters who's speaking into us and are we actually willing to listen? Who are we listening to? Yeah. And so I think it's, that's well said. It's always important. Um, number four, a common call. Mm. And so are we both being called in the same direction? Um, interest, um, you know, if, if I feel like I'm being called to ministry of some sort and this other person is like, like, heck no, like that's, I'm called to this over here. Like, are there mutual interests and mutual calling and direction in right. life? Cause yeah. you don't want to be working against each other. Right. And those are the type of questions that you need to be asking in dating when, when it's about discovery, mm-hmm. you know, where you have passions, maybe you have direction for your career or whatever it might be. And, uh, and they are totally opposite of this other person. Yeah. yeah. Where you have this expectation that you're going to work and travel and things. And they're like, well, I just want to stay home and want you to be home. And, you know, and I don't really like have any interest. And it's like, oh, well, is that a deal breaker, you yeah. know? Um, 
is that going to, you know, are you going to constantly be, you know, goading against one another in things like that? And that's just where you have to weigh in that of how important is this to me? You know, I have this dream or expectation for my life and, uh, you know, and there's all the reality of relationships. There's always going to be give and take. It's Mm. just like, how important is this to me and weighing that? And that's the stuff you discover in dating. That's right. You know? Number five, a charitable heart. Mm. Um, and so, you know, as we think about marriage and just sacrificial love, um, part of dating is figuring out, like, do I have a charitable heart? Do I have a giving and, and loving and sacrificial heart? And also, do they? It's not just, do they like to serve at the soup kitchen, but are, are they willing to give up some of their preferences for my good? Am I willing to give up preferences for their good to, to find that mutual, um, you know, compromise in, in relationship where you're actually blending together. And again, you know, don't want to take it too far because marriage is, you know, the blending together and becoming one flesh, but dating is moving toward that. And so is there, um, evidence that there's a, a willingness to move that way? Right. Yeah. That and and what you said there, that mutuality, the complementing of it is so important, you know, because in sometimes in cases like somebody is just overly charitable and will sacrifice and lay down all their preferences and never speak up, and the other person will just like run roughshod all all over that, and to you know to be just like look like okay, well, when am I? Which you know, am I prone to one of those two things? Because that's not good it's not loving or charitable if i'm just like running roughshod nor if i'm just being the doormat because that's only going to last so long and at some point you're going to break and snap and all that but are are we are we loving are we sacrificing as christ has called us to you know yeah it's so important and i think in that too just recognizing our own struggles and like do we have grace toward one another are we constantly trying to to lift each other's chin to to point back to christ yeah you know, that's, you need that in, in relationship. This is the, the person, if you become, you know, husband and wife, it's the one person that you have to trust completely that has your back. Yeah. And, um, and so, you know, are we able to, to show grace and point each other back to Jesus, even in the midst of trials and, and trouble? Right. Are they charitable? I like that. Yeah. Number six, a sense of being complete in Christ. Hmm. And so, obviously, this side of heaven, none of us find ourselves complete in Christ. You know, we're all a work in progress, but there's a a completeness of being satisfied yeah. in Christ. Is this person looking to me to to satisfy them, to fulfill them? Yeah. Am I looking to this person to satisfy or fulfill me? Because if that's the case... We're going to let each other down, and it's going to cause heartbreak. And right. is their identity, is their value complete or fixed in Christ? Yeah, yeah. Because that's and that's a really helpful distinction there. Because you hear that phrase used often is like this person completes me. Yeah. You know? 
uh, and or you know to use a different word like this person satisfies me mm. and really what that like whoa 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 time out like no no it, in marriage we complement one another you know a man and a woman in god's design both created in the image of god complement each other but not complete each other that's right our completion our satisfaction is only found in christ and that is borne out it's one of the things you discover in dating is how prone we are to make another person our idol. Yeah. And, you know, if our whole relationship gets wrapped up in this girl, in this boy, I'm always thinking about them. I'm making all my decisions. Everything now in my life has has reoriented to rotate around this person that, you know, my boyfriend or my girlfriend. Whoa, 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 whoa. Like, time out. We've gotten off axis there. Yeah. Our life revolves around Christ. Yeah. Like, I, uh, you know, and that's not to diminish the, you know, the, the, the importance of the relationship, but Christ is at the center. That's right. He satisfies us. And, and, and dating is a time where that, that, you know, is shown, you know? Yeah. And, and into another way, too. It's like, okay, well, is this person like, does that, like, and it's usually not because Christ is at the middle. It's usually because something else is video games or sports or job or whatever, but I don't get enough attention in that, mm, you know, yeah. um, in that relationship as well. But yeah, where is, where, what place does Christ occupy in this? Mm-hmm. And because um, if that's not the case, that's not somebody to hit your life to. It's like, oh, well, all that will change when it's married. That's not how it works. You no, know, it just gets amplified. Right. Yeah. It actually typically goes the opposite direction. Yeah. Um, and so that's what, why dating is a season of development, discovery, disclosure, and those things. Yeah. But we have one more. One more. Number seven, increasing chemistry. Mm-hmm. And so just as you've talked about the discovery and disclosure and these things, as those things are happening, is our chemistry growing? Are we moving toward becoming, um, you know, more, um, you know, one flesh. Are we, yeah. are we growing in a way that our, our interest and our direction and our pursuit of the Lord, all those things are, are actually unifying rather than, you know, fighting against one another. Right. Yeah, it is. That's what it is in marriage. When that one flesh, two people coming together, that chemistry, that's so, so important. And so dating is the season to find out is all that, is that yeah. happening? You know, are we constantly fighting? Are we constantly disagreeable? Or are we coming together in a way that honors the Lord? Yeah. yeah. And uh, and that just takes time. It takes, a, you know, it takes a different seasons. It takes a community around us to help us see all that stuff. And, uh, and then we come to a point where we can... Uh, you know, really discover, okay, like, no, I, this, this is a person. We have, you know, a growing chemistry. It's yeah. not like, you know, the, and that's why I like this word and this concept, because it's not like this person is perfect for me. That's right. Yeah. It's like, well, no, none of us are perfect and no relationship is perfect. And so there are always going to be those things that, uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, that, that, uh, that skew things and make it hard and all that. But is the chemistry there growing? And that you discover that really through all the prior questions and the things that you're asking of, Okay, now there's there's chemistry here. Let's let's uh, all right. This is the one. Yeah, if and you I, can answer all those questions, then that's there right. You and I think in light of this too, even for the married folk, like these things, they don't end. Right. 
like dating is is a practice ground in a sense, moving toward marriage. And so these things continue. Like yeah. to to think that our chemistry just is completed the day that we're married and then everything's fine and dandy is naive. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's like we're constantly growing in these things. We're constantly having to to re evaluate and, and to re um or I guess to to just continue to emphasize these things and work on them for the rest of our lives together. Right. Absolutely. Because that's, we, we're, we are constantly changing. We're growing and developing and all that. And, you know, you'll hear people who are married be like, well, sh- you know, she's not the same person that, that she was when we were dating. It's like, yeah. <laughs> and that's a good thing <laughs> yeah. most of the time, you know, because she's grown and developed and changed and things as have you. And so that's where the commitment and all these things come into play to where you are walking through all of that. And, uh, you know, and so dating isn't foolproof. Dating is, you know, it's not that you, in the season of dating, you see everything. You know, dating is like Mm preseason. You discover, you know, as much as you can, uh, and then you get married, and that's like, you know, opening kickoff uh, of the football season. And then the rest of your life is one long season. (laughs) But you didn't discover everything in, you know, in preseason, you know, you talents that maybe didn't come out that don't come out till later in, you know, in life. There are injuries that happen that shake everything up and all that's under the sovereignty of God. But that doesn't mean that preseason is unimportant, you yeah. know. And so as we date um, things and uh, um, we our, our aim is to the glory of God. That's right. And that's that that that's what needs to be there, you know, less of the cultural influence the over sexualized you know dynamic that exists today less of just this like reactionary like separatist uh, uh, mentality and how do we co- go vertical to the glory of God uh, to live a life you know personally and seeking to live a married life to, to his glory that's yeah. really what it's about one more thing I just wanted to add because you were talking about the the over sexualized you know, concept. The reality is like, just because we're Christian doesn't mean that that temptation is off the table. Right. And so just one other thing to, to remember in this is that as we're doing these things, like it takes intentionality. Like yeah. we're called to be sober minded, um, to, to have a plan, you know, moving forward. And so as you're doing these things, understanding that there are those temptations, um, to, to cross boundaries and things. And so right. what those boundaries are may be different for different individuals. But the, the key there is just going in intentional, pursuing the Lord. And if you're doing these things together, yeah. there's a, uh, these help protect against, um, right. Some of those, right. From cross online section. Yeah. And when we say doing these things, we mean that like the six or the seven, uh, C's and yeah. asking those yeah. questions and dating and discovering. Cause you'll notice that none of those things were in the dating, uh, you know, realm of, uh, there's not discovery. Am I compatible sexually with this person? Yeah. That, you know, as God has said, is, is reserved for marriage, yeah. not in the season of dating. When you cross that line and you commit to one another, that's when, uh, you know, sexuality, intimacy in that way becomes a part of the, uh, you know, part of the 
by God's beautiful design, part of the, you know, part of the relationship. And, uh, um, but all of these other things need to be in place before you move to that most intimate of act. And you discover and disclose all this stuff before you add that, because that is reserved for the commitment, for the marriage bed, for the union that is very uh, explicit there in, in in its purpose and how it you know how it lives is lived out as Christians in yeah. the Bible. And so, um, but hold off on that, and I can guarantee you it will be worth it. That's right. You will not regret it. But. Great question today. How do we date to the glory of God uh, in uh, this season? And so those of you who find yourself in this uh, season, take heart. Don't give up. God is good. His design and timing is always perfect. And so as you seek to live to the glory of God, don't waste your singleness. Don't waste this season of dating. Use it to his glory for your development Uh, as a man or a woman uh, of character, as a man or a woman who's faithfully following Jesus. And uh, uh, and as you seek to do that, his will will be done. uh, He will provide the right uh, husband or wife in the right time for you. Um, And uh, all you have to do is wait and follow him and, uh, and, and trust him in that process. Thank you for joining us today on this new season of Consider It, Ministry of Redemption Bible Church in New Braunfels, Texas. We welcome your questions regarding life theology in the church. You can submit these questions by texting the word redemption and your question to 830-299-7505. To learn more about redemption, visit us online at redemption.bible. Thank you for listening. Our aim each episode is to be truthful and helpful to the glory of God. Join us next time on Consider It.